0: Uh, Walt Disney coined the term Imagineering many years ago. If you can imagine it, we can engineer it. And that is how we operate.
1: Welcome to Inspiring Leaders, the podcast that shares ideas, perspectives, and best practices from great leaders around the world to help you become a more inspired leader. Hello and welcome to Episode 2 of the Inspiring Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Terry Lepofsky, and I'm super happy that you made the choice to join us today. I've been looking forward to this interview because today we get to hear from a guy who's been pushing the limits of technology and innovating in the world of aviation. So have you seen those cute little drones that people are flying around? Well, our guest today, Ian Glenn, is a trailblazer in that space. He's created some of the first industrial drones that changed the way that we think about what's possible in aviation. His leadership in the field started over two decades ago, driving the creation of the national drone standards and enabling the creation of the industry. Along the way, he launched Unmanned Systems Canada, which is Canada's national not-for-profit organization for that sector. Today, Ian is the CEO and Chief Technical Officer of ING Robotic Aviation, a company that develops and integrates UAVs and related services around the world in harsh conditions, including war zones their motto, real world, real work, real drones. Well, I've always wondered about people who are at the forefront of innovation, pushing the limits of their industries. How do they do it? And how do they remain innovative year after year? Today, we get to find out because we have Ian Glenn on the line. Ian, I can't tell you how happy I am to have you here today. Welcome aboard. Hey Terry, thanks so much. I'm very excited to be here today to chat
0: about this whole idea of innovation and leadership.
1: To start off with, I love to ask people this question just to kind of kick things off. What leader inspires you, and why?
0: That's a really interesting question because I've been fortunate to to uh, work alongside some of Canada's greatest leaders. Uh, you know, the uh, folks who've been chief of defence staff for our military. And I look around the world, and I really like what Elon Musk is doing. However, I, I would say Dick Hamming. Uh, Dick Hamming Hammond was uh, a professor of mine when he was 82 years old when I was at the U.S. Naval Postgraduate School in Monterey, California. And Dick had spent 30 years at uh, Bell Labs uh, and was the forefront of so many of the innovations we take for granted today, like, uh, error correcting codes and you know digital filtering and and whatnot. Dick was an inspiration in that uh, we were busy studying all kinds of really hard math, but we had this one course where he would come in every day and he would talk to us about engineering and his life. We used to call it Hamming on Hamming. He <laughs> he he was through anecdotes. He said, "My my job is is not to make you good engineers. My job is to make you great engineers." And what he talked about was all the other dimensions that wasn't the math. <laughs> Uh, This actually is a a, a quote that's been around for a long time, but he would always use luck favors the prepared mind,
1: which was Pasteur, right?
0: And and that has been a central theme of my life (laughs) to date, right? I I spent uh, many, many, many years going to school. I think I tell my daughter I did grade 22. (laughs) Uh, But but it's this idea of you've got to – you have to be prepared, but then when you see the opportunity – then you have the tools to go forward and do something. And so that ties directly into how do you uh, be an innovation leader, right? And and that's core to me.
1: So your company, ING Robotic Aviation, you guys have been a world leader in unmanned aircraft now for... Well, before most people even knew what it was. And I, I'm really interested to find out how you became this innovation leader and how you continue to dominate such a competitive, futuristic industry. Can you share a little bit of that story with us?
0: Sure. So the, the entrepreneurial story is uh, is really interesting when you come from my background which is really a farm boy, military, cold warrior. But I found myself, uh, the Army, being the way it is, uh, said, well, you've got all this education and you have as always operational experience, Uh, we're giving you the uh, UAVs, so Unmanned Aerial Vehicles. Uh, this is 21 years ago, and said, here you go, yes. <laughs> you're in charge, make it happen for us <laughs> in the RV. That's a
1: little daunting.
0: And, and, well, and you, just, you just do these things. So uh, I figured out that it wasn't a technology issue, it was an organizational issue. So I built a billion-dollar program to wrap the UAVs inside, which was a thing called i and that's how I eventually delivered the program. So fast forward, I, I retire from the military. I uh, wanted the world uh, to think about what I was going to do next. I start my company. This is all around 2000. And I still had this passion for, for uh, drones, UAVs. And, the, and as the world goes along, um, Canada became involved in the war in Afghanistan. And so I found myself there 2006, realizing that uh, at this point I'd been retired from the military for about six years, but all my friends were in harm's way and the military had not provided the right sort of drone for that operation. So I said, uh, I'm gonna fix that problem. <laughs> because you simple, knew how right i knew operationally and technically so i worked with a little a little company out of the u.s and and i brought that capability to uh the military and and we went on to save many many lives and and uh, really change uh the outcome for our soldiers you know uh, when we think of drones we're always thinking you know all an unseen
1: angel over our troops helping to keep them safe every day oh i love that an unseen angel over the troops
0: uh, and then if we start to think about business, uh, I realized that I one customer. And, and I'm pretty sure if you look at any business tax, somewhere around Paro 1, it's going to say if you only have one customer, you should probably have more. <laughs> so, so as uh, as we came to the end of uh, 2011, uh, I started looking really consciously at what we could bring uh, in terms of if we wanted to do services. We didn't want to do necessarily, only in defense we wanted. There's so many potentials for these flying robots. So we went on to develop um, a, a big helicopter, big uh, stretch your arms out wide, and that's sort of the rotor size of our helicopter, and a fixed wing that'll fly for eight hours. So we developed our own products to support our own services. And it turned out that people really liked those too. So we are, we are, you know, evolved into a product and services company in the drone space. And the innovation piece is knowing where you need to go so we can get there, right? So we've got a path that takes us to places nobody else is going. That's the innovation piece. You know, um, I live in a world where drones in the last, since Jeff Bezos said, we're going to do our packages with drones. Great. Right, yeah. Uh, And and so drones went from spy drones and killer drones to cool word. The Chinese leapt on that. And now there are uh, 80% of the toy market is delivered by China. I can't live in that space. So as an innovation leader, there's so many cool things I could do. I had to decide what are the cool things that I can do that actually will be profitable. So that's why we focused very much on the industrial drone space. It's all about the sensors and the data you collect. And you have to think of the whole system of delivery. A, a lot of technology leaders get focused on just the technology. But it, in aviation, it's much more complex than that. So you have to be conscious that you're operating in an airspace that is uh, you're sharing with manned aviation. You need to so you have to have an old aviation program around what you do and that just gets you into the game and then there's the part where okay what is the data that we want to collect what is what what do people want to know from that third dimension what what uh, and how does that apply to making things more efficient more effective strengthen business improve crops all those sorts of things we live in an amazing world where you can think about things and you can design them and you can bring them to market but it's but you really better be solving a problem so the first problem i wanted to solve was keeping our troops safe in the industrial drone space it's about solutions right so we're out to, we, we you know as i tell my guys all the time it's not about the air show it's about the data we collect for our customers and what do they need and When do they need it? And how how do we provide timely, actionable information to our clients? That's what it all comes down to, right? So the innovation piece is much more than I got a cool gizmo, right? It's about that whole system and
1: how that ends up creating value for your customer. It sounds to me like one of the things that's really helping you to stand out is understanding your client's need very deeply.
0: Absolutely. It's not a real secret. Uh, Successful businesses provide value to their customers. Now, the challenge in the space that I'm in is most people can't even begin to conceive of what that value is because it's so new. So newness provides its own set of challenges. At the customer level, it's, really? Really? (laughs) <laughs> I, wow. I remember, this is of like, oh, maybe 10 years ago, talking to the, the national, Canadian national level. That it managed the, the fleets of aircraft that go across the country, right, to fight forest fires. Right. And it's 45 minutes in to this conversation. It's a telcon And I've described everything. You know, this is what uh, we, we could do. And it comes up, so let me get this straight, that there's nobody on board? <laughs> You're kidding. (laughs) Yes, you're correct. You're
1: correct. Yes, there's nobody on board. You mentioned that your fixed wing flies for eight hours. Are you kidding me? Yeah, so
0: we also have a new one, which is undergoing flight testing now, which will fly for 24 hours. So now you think about Um, and, and you've contrasted that to, I went to Best Buy, I picked up my little quadcopter and I threw it in the air for 10 minutes. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) It's, it's, you're in a whole other game, right? So, so they might might both be called drones, but they're, it's a whole other game where we can carry multiple sensors to have this multi, multi multi-dimensional view into the, into the space that you're looking for. And so it might be thermal, it could be all kinds of different sensors that, will provide really valuable information, whether it, you, know, you can combine uh, aerial photography with magnetometers, you can do all kinds of really neat stuff now. Right. And you can fly much more cheaply than manned aviation. i, I give you a contrast. Uh, we went looking up in Elliott Lake for moose footprints in the snow. So this is, it doesn't get any more Canadian than this. Wow. So job was image 10 by two and a half kilometer box, a survey box at two centimeter resolution. Into the current uh, aviation laws in Canada, the best I could do was I had a chase aircraft provided by the customer. This was a big helicopter, that, a seven-seat helicopter that flew around behind us. I called it my big yellow chaperone. And it was consuming 220 times the fuel we were. <laughs> It's a pretty good case study, right? So uh, you think of all of the mining, uh, wildlife, forestry, long linear problems we have in Canada and around the world where it's pipelines, hydro lines, railroads, roads. And this ability to fly long and low, collect that kind of data is stunningly different from what was available before. And and one of the challenges, I mean, we don't inspect our pipelines as frequently as as we should because it costs a lot of money. Pilots uh, and helicopters fly at 150 feet above the ground, and if anything goes wrong, they die. And we have the ability today to fly robots to to do those jobs. But uh, but those kinds of low slow jobs are are things that we can do today. And and have a big impact, right, on uh, our competitiveness as a nation. You know, our um, uh, we are a resource economy for the most part. And where we get criticized is when we don't spot when things are going wrong, right? So we haven't got the frequency of inspection that we should have. And on an innovation front, I'm uh, I'm working this summer with TransCanada on two separate. Projects where I'm taking, I'm applying the latest in technology. Whether it's looking multispectral imagery, so, or sorry, hyperspectral. So taking light, you break it down into 288 bands and see if you see changes in the vegetation as early in indications of leaks gas sniffers, where as molecules of methane go between the laser and the detector in the airstream, you're able to count the number of molecules as you fly along, right? Just come back to the innovation piece. It's the first problem that we had to solve was, okay, build a reliable aircraft, right? (laughs) I said, my my design criteria is, is simple. It's five things. Fly as long as you can, carry as much as you can, go as far as you can, don't fall down, Make it push button get banana easy. Great, <laughs> right. yeah. There's five fingers. I can remember that. Right. Right. Yes. No, it's, it's not too, too complex. <laughs> yeah. Right? And and then it's what's the problem we're solving? Right. With, yeah. Where there's lots of problems to solve, okay. so which ones which ones do we okay, need to so, solve uh, next? And and people come. The nice thing about being an, um, um, an innovation leader is people come to us now with their problems. So we we just flew for the National Research Council. We did inspection of the uh, the VIA Rail and O train tracks. So we were able to image that there's some critical juncture pieces, and you can see down to the bolts. You can see you know. Wow. We're, a 0.2 millimeter resolution, which means you can clearly see the bolts. These are all part of the innovation process, right? Wow. Is what's, what's the problem you're trying to solve today? We've, we have developed for oil spills in the Arctic Ocean, uh, for the nine top uh, oil and gas companies in the world, we've, we built a, a solution that sprays something called a herding agent. Why? Because herding today you fly in a helicopter at a few hundred feet above the Arctic Ocean and you lean out the door and you spray this herding agent that they developed. Well, that's all good until something goes wrong and they do die, right? So send the robot out to do that. And any given day, someone comes with a new problem. And we've started doing uh, aeromagnetic surveys. You know, we were flying in northern Quebec recently and we were flying in winds. 30-knot winds, so it's like 50-ish kilometers per hour. You know, landing in conditions where it's 17 knots gusting 30. Uh, those are harsh conditions. That was last month. This month, we're in uh, Arizona, where we're flying uh, in uh, near the Grand Canyon, and it's 30-plus Celsius. And now your concern is, uh, you know, trying not to get uh, cactus needles. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so so. But these are the. This is real world application of of um, innovation, where we're solving r- real problems. So you couldn't do this before. Uh, we we're the first in the world to do that. Uh, we we're the first in the world the world to image a two centimeter resolution. We we're the you know. We just that that's where we live is is continuing to push the frontiers of capabilities uh, so that uh, our customers have solutions that weren't able, uh, affordable to them or uh, even available to them before.
1: And it really, it sounds to me like you do spend a lot of time trying to understand the nature of the problem. The challenge piece is yeah. this, right I live in a world where
0: I sometimes have to interact with government. having spent 22 years in the military, I understand government and big government. And there is nowhere where the speed of government intersects with innovation. <laughs> There's just no intersection right Like, like they're still on, they're still stuck on telecom, right? Yes, I do an aviation thing, but my parts are actually in, in, you know, if we look at exports, they're in mining, they're in agriculture, they're in power, they're in uh, oil and gas, but everyone's comfortable in their silos. So innovation is a real challenge for uh, aviation. It's a real challenge even for the export side of governments. So. When we think of innovation leadership (laughs) and trying to inspire, you got to have a lot of patience to try and get the message across that this needs to move much more. When you do real products in the real world, you have to think through all of these other dimensions and be prepared to influence the outcome
1: so that you can get on with the things that you want to do. I would imagine getting them to appreciate what it is that you're doing has got to be one of the toughest bits. Oh, it's huge. We had the Premier of Ontario
0: in in for an hour last week. And and it was like, you know, these are the things that would be a positive impact on what you do on a daily basis. Rear. just the way the floodplains are up in James Bay, the ice breaks up, the ice jams, it floods. So there's a big decision. When do you move people out? You now have the ability to to have a robot go up there and and provide you really excellent, timely information so you can make the best decision about when you need to move. That could save you on day one, a million bucks. But you have to know that that would be an effective strategy. You have to know that that the folks who would do that would actually be uh, indigenous kids in the community who could be operating these robots. You don't need to be a jet jockey. You don't need to be a uh, triple seven captain. You can be a kid who's a master of World of Warcraft. Yeah. Gets three-dimensional thinking, gets, you know, treats the rules, properly supervised. Now now you've got the ability across
1: our north to be doing some really amazing things. I think you just gave new hope to a whole generation of gamers out there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's real. It's yeah. real.
1: Your, your innovation really is mind-blowing, and it's helping other people to appreciate what it is that can be done. Uh, Walt
0: Disney coined the term Imagineering. If you can imagine it, we can engineer it. And that is how we operate. That's what we do. Like we solve problems every day. Yeah. And it's fascinating. It's absolutely, it's, it's, uh, I can think of no other job that is as exciting as this.
1: I think that it would be very inspiring to get to go to work in this kind of an industry, solving problems for people, using technology. Uh, Hats off to you, Ian. That's amazing what you're doing. And the fact that you've been at the uh, front end of this for so long now and continue to be, you've got my complete admiration. So thank you very much for bringing this, your story to us today. Two more quick questions for You if you're okay with it? Sure. What challenges do you see facing many of today's leaders? We live in a in a globally competitive world. And
0: so we have to face that. And we always need to understand what the environment is that we're operating in, selling into, right? If it's business, right? We we need to understand that and we have to find our way through that. You have to think about what it is you want to achieve, right? The speed of innovation. Right, you cannot stop at any point, and so there's no doubt we're we're still living in an exponentially increasing speed of innovation. So the problem I solved today, I have to always be thinking about that, and uh, is it good enough? What is change that would make that solution better? Have sensors changed, have communications changed, have storage changed, has processing changed? These are the things that you have to be
1: thinking about over and over and over. And always, 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 it always comes down to the money. Okay, my last question for you is this. What does inspired leadership mean to you? Uh, As any entrepreneur will tell you,
0: you, you want to be passionate about what you do. It's it, it has to be at the core of what you want to be doing with your life because uh, you're always got this issue of being able to keep it. Uh, when, when we're doing innovation, it's, it's, it's consuming, right? So so you've got to be able to balance your the rest of your life. And if you don't do that, you won't be doing it for very long. And so you have to learn what your passion is, pursue your passion. And then the other part uh, and it's key to leadership is you need to be able to communicate that to your team and you need to manage those people and you need to lead those people and you need to uh, uh, mentor them as you move along this journey, right? Because there's no end state. Defined. It's about the journey and the people that you bring along with you. I I always say that that I I follow the principle of um, uh, leadership by curiosity.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: <laughs> it's like and 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 you who know, goes along with you. It's not just what you do because you can't do it by yourself. Yeah. It's about the team that you bring with you, how you inspire them to do great things. and Because uh, ultimately, they do the things that um, you, you would like to do. <laughs> but your job is to lead them and not necessarily to do it all.
1: That's really fantastic. Listen, Ian, thank you very much for this, for joining us on this. If people want to connect with you, how can they find you?
0: LinkedIn. They can email me directly at uh, ian.glenn2ns at
1: Thanks again for being part of the Inspired Leaders podcast today and for sharing your perspectives and your experiences, Ian.
0: Well, thanks very much, Terry. It's a real honor to have the opportunity to talk on this subject and and to
1: talk with you. And uh, thank you so much. Thanks again for being part of our quest to make inspired leadership ubiquitous. Wherever you are, we hope that we've helped to inspire you and that you'll pay it forward by inspiring others. And just a reminder to support us on iTunes, Google, and Stitcher with your ratings and comments. Your support makes a big difference and we sure do appreciate it. Until next time, take care everybody. Bye for now.